Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. That's right, the same John Ratzenberger that played the part of the very handsome mailman on the TV show Cheers. Now, it's a little-known fact that, in my heart, I'm just a country boy. Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. Cow comfort is paramount to healthy, high-producing dairy cows. Benchmarking programs are always a great way to compare operational efficiencies. Dr. Jim Sullivan is executive manager for the North America Ruminant Sales Team at Novus International. Jim obtained his Bachelor of Science, Master of Science, and doctoral degrees in animal science and dairy nutrition from the University of Arizona in Tucson. Thanks for having me, John, and special thanks to NutriBlend for inviting me to speak on behalf of Novus regarding one of my favorite topics, cows. So to begin, what is the Novus COWS program? The Novus COWS program is an on-farm evaluation of cow comfort. The COWS stands for comfort, oxidative balance, sustainability, and well-being. The COWS program can help identify areas that, to reduce inefficiencies on farms and help producers set and achieve goals. The Novus COWS program is an on-farm evaluation of cow comfort. COWS stands for comfort, oxidative balance, well-being, and sustainability. The COWS program can help identify areas to reduce inefficiencies on the farm and helps producers set and achieve goals. Right now, because of the ongoing downturn in the dairy industry, achieving these incremental improvements in productivity can be extremely important. Hmm. Yeah, it's my understanding that it's a tough time for dairies. Uh, according to the USDA, the number of licensed dairy farms in the U.S. dropped 6.8% in 2018. How can the COWS program help producers? Well, John, the program focuses on facility and management factors as well as outcome-based welfare measures. The data we collect give us insights into how cows are interacting with the environment and management on the farm. The results of the individual farm are compared to peers in their region and facility type. The cows program addresses lameness, injuries to hocks and knees, and lion behavior to help us quantify cow comfort. Some of the facility and management measures that we look at include things like bedding, stall size, stocking density, the quality and the availability of feed and water, and time spent away from the pen. We've seen more producers increasing their stocking densities in pens to help spread overhead costs and increase total pounds of milk ship, most likely in response to the downturn that we've seen in the industry. But that can affect cow comfort and line times. If the producer increases stocking density, then what are the other factors they can change so that the cows can achieve their time budget? I mean, should they reduce the time away from the milking parlor, or how about potentially improving the comfort of the stalls? 
Yeah, those are all great questions, John. The fact is there simply isn't a one-size-fits-all solution, and no two dairies are the same, but management, facilities, time budgets, and other factors can vary significantly and have different impacts on cow welfare. Likewise, the uniqueness of each dairy means that positive results can be achieved by approaching issues in, in various different ways. Each farm and its team can work together to come up with solutions and steps to improve cow comfort. All right, let's back it up a little bit, if, if you don't mind. Can you share sure, with us sure. how the program began? Sure, absolutely. Um, Novus developed the COWS program in conjunction with cow welfare research uh, that was being conducted at the University of British Columbia. In 2010, Novus partnered with the university to start a benchmarking program here in, in the U.S. In 2011, 200 dairies in the U.S. were enrolled to create the three original U.S benchmarks. These were called the Northeast Freestall Benchmark, the California Freestall Benchmark, and the Texas-New Mexico Open Lot Benchmark. Since then, we've assessed over 1,400 dairies here in North America, primarily in the United States, but also in Canada and now in Mexico too, and, and expanded our benchmark regions and facility types as well. Novus is continually looking to grow the program we've begun providing a cows program to assess specifically transition dairy cows. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but approximately 50% of transition cows have some clinical or subclinical health event in early lactation. Hmm. And over 55% of the on-farm cow deaths actually occur in the first 100 days of milk. As veterinarians and nutritionists know, cows in transition un undergo enormous stress and have unique needs when it comes to health, comfort, safety, and even nutrition. At Novus, we're continuing to help expand the dairy industry's knowledge base and the needs of transition cows. Well, why is the well-being of cows so important, Jim? First of all, I think uh, improving animal welfare is, is socially important. So we're happy to help create a better environment for the cows. Secondly, I think the well-being of cows is important to the dairy producer and those that work with the producer, including veterinarians and nutritionists. We know that when cows are well cared for, with a comfortable line surface, ample, high-quality diet, clean water, sufficient feet, time to feed, drink, rest, they are more productive and they're less likely to get sick. Of course, cow illness, lameness, injuries affect milk production, so simple changes can make a big impact. For example, in our data, along with the Miner Institute, we have observed in high-producing pens that each additional hour of line time is actually associated with three to four additional pounds of milk. Dairy producers can make dairy producers can make some improvements to cow comfort with little or no additional cost. Some quick tips that could improve cow comfort are grooming stalls to make them more level, quiet handling practices, or moving the neck rail to increase line space, and making the cows more comfortable. These adjustments don't add cost, don't add much cost, but can provide profitable results. Does it affect the taste of the milk? It does not affect the taste of the milk. Now, why would veterinarians and nutritionists be interested in this program? Is cow comfort really in their wheelhouse? Yeah, yes, it is. Vets and nutritionists are on the same dairies that we work with. They may see areas that need improvement, but oftentimes they're just too busy to have an in-depth discussion on topics that aren't associated with health, reproduction, or nutrition. After a Novus Cows assessment, we schedule a reporting meeting, and it usually includes the dairy producer and key employees. 
We also recommend that the producers also invite their full team of advisors, such as nutritionists, vets, hoof trimmers, and even even bankers. Hmm. With the full group, we review the dairy's results compared to similar uh, dairies in their region. We help the group determine areas of focus, and we then assist them in creating a plan to help achieve the goals of the dairy producer sets for the operation. Because of their experience and familiarity with the operation, vets and nutritionists can help spark great discussions around uh, providing creative solutions. Jim, what's the biggest welfare concern for dairies? Uh, Actually, lameness has been identified as one of the most important welfare uh, concerns for dairy cows. It's estimated that worldwide 25 to 30 percent of dairy cows are lame at any one time. The scoring methodology we use is based on the flower, flower and weary method. It considers additional attributes like joint flexion and tracking on the top of, of the more common ways of identifying lameness with severity of limp, back arch, and head bob. Clinical lameness can cost the producer not only in terms of treatment, but can also lead to decreased milk production, impaired, reprodu- impaired reproductive performance, and increased culling. All right, let's say a dairy producer wants to participate in the cows program. What happens next? So when we receive an assessment request, the the Novus Cows Manager will directly contact the producer and schedule a date, confirm details about about the specific pen being assessed. We typically assess one pen per farm, and often it's the mature, high-producing pen. A traditional parlor farm assessment typically takes two visits to complete. During the first visit, we'll complete a questionnaire with the dairy manager or herdsman. The questions cover pen farm-level information, for example, foot bath management, heat abatement strategies, and, and some of their top reasons for culling. We also ask how many cows in their herd are lame. This is more of a question of perception. Based on some previous university studies and, and even our own data, producers tend to underestimate the overall level of lameness in their herd. They're more likely to accurately describe the prevalence of severe lameness. When the assessment pen goes to the parlor, we attach accelerometers to 40 randomly assigned cows. The accelerometers are kind of like the fitness trackers that we use on, that, that people wear, only we use them to capture three days of line time. At that time, we also score all the cows from the assessment pen for hawk and knee injuries. And then back in the pen, we put, on, we put up a temperature and humidity sensor we then measure the facilities, including feed buck space, water space, distance to the parlor, stall dimensions, bedding cleanliness, and even the quantity of the bedding. During the second visit, we measure time away from the pen, and then we visually score cows for locomotion as they return from the parlor. Hmm. So I would say visually score cows. It's like the Miss America contest. Where yeah, yeah. See how they You'll walk see how they walk and posture and everything. Yeah. yeah. They get trophies at all? <laughs> they get to stay in the herd and not get, get sent to McDonald's if they're... Gotcha. <laughs> uh, we talked about lameness scoring, but just out of curiosity, how do you score the cows for hock and knee injuries and for you know locomotion? Well, for hock evaluations, it's actually a, a, on a three-point scale. So one would be no injuries and no hair loss. Uh, a two score would be hair loss, and a three score would be more severe swelling on the hocks and, and even open lesions. For knees, we just check whether there's swelling or not, so it's a one or a two. In locomotion scoring, we look to, to see if there's a limp. Uh, if the cow's limping, 
we assess its severity. We also look at other indicators, including uh, a head bob, shortened shorten strides, hesitancy to take a step, and, and even back arch, which are sometimes used to determine cow's locomotion score. We use a five-point scale to score lameness. Ones and twos are not lame. Threes are mildly lame, and then fours and fives are severely lame. A cow whose score is one would have long, confident strides. On the other hand, a cow with a score of five would most likely have shorter strides, favor one or more limb, limbs, or show reluctance to move at all. Very few of the cows that we assess are actually severely lame. Uh, most of the cows are mildly lame, which are harder for, for the dairy producers to identify. Well, what type of results do these assessments yield? So data from uh, 38 freestall dairies in New York, Pennsylvania, Vermont showed significant associations. So first, deep bedded stalls were associated with fewer hawk injuries and fewer severe injuries in general. Second, automatic alley scrapers were associated with more severe injuries. Uh, more recently, research from 38 dairies in California offered additional takeaways. For one, higher stall stocking density was associated with more injuries. An increased bedding depth below the curb was associated with more severe injuries. Uh, it's, it's important to realize that facilities and herds should be measured individually. So the results from these assessments focus on the factors on each dairy. Do all the reports revolve around cow comfort? Uh, not, not entirely. Um, there are many uh, topics that come up. Some have included parlor efficiencies, uh, projected calvings that may impact transition cow success, and, and even evaluating heifer inventories to reduce feed costs. If the dairy producer makes changes following the assessment, can the operation be reassessed? Yes, yes, it can. It, it's up to the dairy producer as to when they want to reassess, but often will return a, a year later to reduce variability uh, in results due to seasonality. We can also uh, loan out our accelerometers uh, to the dairy to measure line behavior if they don't feel like they, they need a full assessment. Uh -huh. So when dairy producers do ask for the reassessment, what kind of improvements do you typically see? Well, uh, John, in a, in a study where 15 dairies were reassessed uh, after their, their initial assessment, these operations were able to reduce their average lameness prevalence by 17% and hawk injuries by 38%. Oh, that's excellent. So what are some common characteristics of herds that have had low levels of lameness? We actually recently looked more closely at a group of herds with the lowest lameness scores that we've assessed during the last two years. They had an overall lameness prevalence under 19%, and less than 1% of their cows were actually severely lame. Uh, how did they achieve that? We found that there are some common features on those operations, and some of those were things like deep bedded stalls and four row barns in most of the herds. And the cows in these herds spent less than three and a half hours per day away from the pen. The farms that achieved these results were in different regions of the U.S. and were assessed during different times of the year. So what are the best farms doing right, Jim? I think our listeners would agree that it's, it's usually not just one thing that turns a dairy operation from average to exceptional. The best dairies are, are doing everything just a little bit better than the rest. For example, we, we typically don't want producers to overstock their pens greater than 120% based on stall numbers. Yet, we have dairies in our data set that can achieve high production with low lameness with higher stocking densities. 
What sets the cow's assessments apart from others being conducted in the industry? The researchers that actually developed the, the protocol for the cows program have also been involved with criteria for the National Farm Program and ProAction in Canada. There are similar components covered in terms of outcome welfare measures. Uh, we can provide additional information like lion behavior, but I believe the biggest success with our program is the benchmarking and the, and the goal creation that gets the dairy producer excited about improving cow comfort. How can producers and their teams get involved in the COWS program? The program is offered at no cost to producers if the dairy is using a Novus International feed additive product such as Mintrex or Grotto Plus or MFP. Uh, vets and nutritionists can refer the producer to their Novus International rep or to the Novus website at www.novusint.com. And again, I just want to remind the listeners that this is an opportune time for dairy operations to look closely at cow comfort with the, with the tight margins in the dairy industry, helping each cow be as productive as possible is really critical. I think everybody would agree that it's not usually just one thing that turns a dairy operation from average to exceptional. The best dairies are doing everything just a little bit better than the rest. Utilizing programs that help dairies do this are very valuable. The COWS program can identify areas to reduce inefficiencies on farms, and it helps producers set and achieve goals. I want to thank Dr. Sullivan and encourage our listeners to join us next week to hear what's on tap in animal agriculture. 